CCS, welcome back to the Chapel Podcast. My name is Anastasia Davi. I'm the Community Life Prefect on campus. Today we are joined with Dusty Davis. He serves as the Director of Operations at Shoreline Church, and today his message is called The Truth About Lies. all over their face. What happened? I have no idea. No, like, did you eat the cookies that we said were for after dinner? No. No, I didn't. Like, it's all over the face, right? And as a dad, I'm trying to, to not lie, uh, or to laugh, rather, at their, at their lying. Something would be broken. What happened? Dad, I have no idea. It just broke. It just, it just broke. I'm like, the glass just exploded. Yeah, Dad. Right? It's funny when little kids lie. It's super damaging when we lie, as we grow, right? As we grow up, as problems get bigger, as life gets more serious, the intensity and maybe the frequency of which we have to hear lies, unfortunately becomes too much because I hate to be the one to tell you, but we are lied to almost every single day. In our culture, the world that you and I live in today, truth is becoming rare Truth is becoming hard to discern. It's hard to figure out when I hear something, whether or not it's true or whether or not it's a lie, right? I turn on one TV station or I listen to one news feed or one podcast and I'm told this and I turn on another one and I'm told the exact opposite, right? I watch one documentary, you're not supposed to eat meat. I watch another documentary, you're only supposed to eat meat. I have no idea what to believe. It's hard. It's hard when I hear these things, right? Both sides of the political world hate each other. People with opposing views can't even argue anymore. They just, they just yell about each other. It's becoming really, really hard to decide what is true. And the hardest lies to discern, if you guys have noticed, are the ones that sound a lot like the truth or even the ones that have pieces of truth inside of it. The information that we're getting, guys, through social... The streams that we look at, the clips that we watch, the reels that we're taking in all day long cannot be trusted as being true. There's an opinion behind each of them. There's a goal behind all of them. But lies have always been and will always continue to be one of our enemy's greatest weapons. All right, the Bible says that Satan is the king of lies. That whenever the enemy lies, he's actually speaking his natural tongue. Lies are what he's about as much as Jesus is the truth. Our enemy traffics in lies. But guys, check this out. It's always been like this. Since the very, very beginning. In the beginning, God creates Adam and he creates Eve. And they experience perfect relationship with each other and with God. In that perfect relationship, they were completely open and completely honest. They were genuine. They were real all the time. They were fully known. They knew God. He knew them. There was only truth. There was just reality. They didn't have to try to discern if something was right. They didn't have to try to figure out if if things were wrong. There weren't half-truths. There was no agenda. There was just life. It was awesome. Until the enemy slithers up onto the scene. Genesis 3.1 puts it like this. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. 
And one day he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Look at how slippery that is. He didn't come right out and lie. He didn't walk right up and paint some story that Adam or Eve would have been able to see as being false. It wasn't that obvious. He's too good of a con artist. He didn't do all that. He just twisted the truth just enough. And that lie planted doubt in Eve's head and in Eve's heart. That question, right? Did God really say was an attack on the deepest places of Eve's heart. An attack that keeps coming after you and keeps coming after me. It's an attack that puts these kind of ideas in our head. God's holding out on you. God's holding out on you. I mean, to, the, to Eve, there's fruit here that would be good for you to eat, and God doesn't want you to have that good thing. God's plan is restrictive, man. It's old school. It's narrow. It's from another time. It's not relevant for today because he's keeping fun stuff, good stuff, great stuff from you. He's trying to restrict your life. It'd be better off if you chose what was right for you. Don't trust him. Trust yourself. You should be the one calling the shots. It's your life after all, right? And we've been believing the same lies for the last 2,000 years. The lies that somehow God's plan is outdated. That God's truth is not relevant for the culture that we're in today. That it's restrictive. That it takes the fun out of stuff. That it just doesn't have bearing in my life today. New versions of this, right? All of the positive thinking. Control your future. Work with the universe to get what you want. Manifest and believe. Make stuff happen. All of this is just a repackaging of the same lie. It's just not true. And I hate to be the one to break it to you guys, but no matter how much something feels true, no matter how much you'd like something to be true, our emotions, our desires are not what make things true. Our passions, the things that we want, doesn't create reality. It just exposes what's inside of us. When we're dealing with lies, when we're dealing with untruth, we have to come to this reality, guys. There's untruth out there, but there's also untruth in here that has to be dealt with. The world says that the worst thing you can do is be untrue to yourself. Is not give yourself what you want. And to get in the way of someone else getting exactly what they want, right? In short, the world has sold us the lie that true freedom is doing whatever you want, whenever you want, without care, without restriction. Follow your heart. Trust yourself. Trust your desires. If you want something, it's got to be right. And the universe will work to help you get it. Guys, not true. And not freedom. That's actually just slavery with a different master. Our desires, our flesh. That's just being enslaved to our own flesh. It's not, it's not freedom. Guys, we can only trust our desires as long as our desires are good and line up with the heart of God. And that's not where true freedom is found. True freedom isn't found in doing everything that I'd like. True freedom is found in submitting myself to Jesus and letting him create new desires in me and change the way that I think 
and change the way that I am. But remember, guys, we do have an enemy. When we're discerning what's right and what's wrong and what's true and what's not, we do have a real enemy. But the greatest trick he ever pulled was to convince the world that he wasn't really there, that he didn't really exist, that we're not actually fighting against an enemy we can't see. But it's important to remember, guys, we have an enemy and we have only one enemy. And the people in your life that are locked into believing lies, no matter what those are, are not your enemy. What do I mean by that? I mean that your friends who don't yet know the truth about who God is, about who Jesus is, they are not your enemy. They are not simply an argument to be won or a position to be defended. They're a person who needs to know the truth. We're not at war with this culture. I hate people saying, when I hear people say that, we're at war with this culture. No, we're not. We're at war with the devil for this culture. We love this culture because we love the people. What we don't love is the false belief systems that the enemy, whenever the scripture talks about do not love this world or the things of this world, it's not talking about planet earth. And it's certainly not talking about the people in it. It's talking about false ideas. When it uses that word, the original term was talking about belief systems. That's the stuff we don't get caught up in. But the people, they're the aim. They need to know the truth. We need to focus on who that right enemy is. Paul had an incredible life, right? As a young person, he dedicated himself to the teaching and the studying of the scriptures. He thought he was doing God's will by killing Christians as he got older until he encountered Jesus and everything in his life changed. And then he lived under an oppressive government that tried to kill him, that imprisoned him, that beat him, that tortured him. You would have thought that he thought he had many enemies. He said this, we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers, authorities in the unseen world, against mighty powers, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Paul knew who his enemy was, and it wasn't even the Roman guard who was beating him. Guys, I want every single person that I meet to encounter Jesus, to understand the truth of who he is and who he made them to be. That's my hope. I want people to know the truth. And so it means I have to keep in front of me that the person who doesn't yet understand true, that's not my enemy. The lie that they're believing, that's the enemy. The one who fed them those lies, that's the enemy. And so how do we move out? How do we move out into a culture that's not believing truth or reality? We do so in love. Remembering that people living enslaved to lies should break our hearts more than it makes us frustrated with them. Maybe it looks like this. Maybe it means like listening and speaking in love. When I talk to a young person who is believing the lie that God somehow made them incorrectly, that the gender they were born with was somehow a mistake and that at their core, they need to transform who they are in order to become who God really made them to be. That's not true. And that child is not my enemy. That lie that's taken root of their heart, that's my enemy. Maybe it means listening and responding in love and patience to my friends who don't yet know Jesus or believe false things about him. And instead of screaming and arguing, I listen. And I respond in truth that's wrapped up in love. 
Maybe it means being honest with a friend of mine who thinks that sleeping with her boyfriend or sleeping with his girlfriend is somehow not going to take them away from God's plan in their life or believing the lie that somehow that part of God's plan is restrictive and just doesn't make sense when the reality is this, guys. When Jesus told us about relationship, he wasn't giving us religious platitudes and Christian rules. He was saying, hey, you guys want to know how this stuff really works? Because I designed marriage. And I'm not trying to give you rules that are old school. I'm trying to tell you about how it really, really works and the pain and the hurt that's found on the other side if you choose not to listen to me. And so you and I have to ask ourselves this question, guys. Maybe every single day. Where am I finding truth? Where do I go for truth? Is it my emotions? Because guess what? Those change almost every single day. Is it this culture? Because last time I checked, they've been wrong about a lot of stuff in the past. Don't believe me? How about the civil rights movement? How about the whole flat earth thing? If we're looking for culture to provide truth to us, guess what? They're not doing things right or according to what our God has always said about the world he created, about the people he created in his image and how we're to value, and how we're to love them. We need a truth that's absolute. We need a truth that we can trust and depend on. We need a truth that comes from outside of us and changes us. Guys, and this is where lies start to get really damaging because it's not the lies that you and I hear that ruin our lives. It's the lies that we believe and that we start to live out that really start to damage stuff. And it sounds like this. I'll never get it right. Right? You might have heard that lie when you were a kid. Why do you always make the wrong choice? Why don't you ever listen? You're never going to fill in the blank. It's not true. But when we start to live that out, we start to think that everything that I do in this life is going to fail because everything that I am is a failure. Not true. We have to fill our head instead with what is true. I read an interesting story about a scientist named Conrad Lorenz. He was born in Austria, and he was oddly fascinated by animals. When he was a kid, he went out and he studied a bunch of geese. He actually took a bunch of geese eggs, which they'd probably put you in jail for now, and he raised them as if they were his own, to the point where they would follow him around. They'd come to him for food. They could hear his voice. He could call him from across the lake, and they would come. He actually won a Nobel Peace Prize from the article that he wrote about it. He said this, I've learned that they will attach themselves, these geese, to the voice that they hear most often. That that voice will become their source of absolute truth. That they'll follow it no matter what it tells them to do, whether it's for their good or their harm. And that voice will determine everything about them. That's the voice that our Father in heaven wants to be in your life and in my life. But here's the problem. Some of us have listened to the wrong voice. The wrong voice about who we are, the wrong voice about who God is. And so here's a couple of truths for you to hold on to today. God made you on purpose and for a purpose. He knows things about you that you don't know about yourself. He knows the amount of hair on your head. You don't know that. He knows everything about you. He saw you in the secret place while he was still making you. You don't even know that about yourself. The Bible says he will never leave you, nor will he ever forsake you. The Bible says that nothing in this world can remove you from his 
hand that nothing can alter his love for you. That includes us. You know, included in that is my decision-making, my bad decision-making. Nothing separates me from his love. The Bible says that your future in him is certain. That's the truth that we need to hold tightly to. Like I said in the beginning, guys, it's hard to figure out what's true in this world today. What's awesome is that for the followers of Jesus, he didn't say the truth is some mystical thing that only a few find. He didn't say it's some secret that the universe has to reveal to you. He said the truth was a person and that it was Jesus. And he said, and my followers will know the truth. Promise. And that truth will set them free. You pray with me? Heavenly Father, in a world where it's confusing to know what's true, I thank you that you are truth. That you are the way, that you are the truth, and ultimately, God, you are the light. God, we thank you for your son, Jesus, for the reality of his life and the truth of his death. God, help us to doubt our own emotions, Lord, our fears, our desires, and help us to trust, rather, you and what it is that your word says is true. Thank you for the promise that we can know the truth, and thank you for the freedom that that truth brings. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, guys. so much for that message that was so beautiful and um full of lots of good truths for our students to just chew on and resonate with um i'm joined with dusty davis in the podcast studio for a short little interview so just tell us a little bit about yourself yeah uh like i said my wife and i have been married for gosh 21 years i think 22 years this year uh, we've got four awesome kids we've got a freshman sophomore and a senior at second high school we've got a fifth grader at las palmas so there's always a lot of people in mm-hmm. our house. And um, yeah, so I love and understand kind of what high schoolers are going through because I get to see it up close. Right, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, what do you hope students walk away with from your message today? Yeah, I think it's, it's a couple things. I think one, it's to recognize that we're, there's a lot of intake nowadays. Mm-hmm. We get social, all day long we're watching stuff, listening to stuff, and I don't know how often we're asking ourselves, um, is what I'm listening to true? Is, yeah. it, is it right? Does it line yeah. up with God's word? Is it helpful? Am I becoming a more loving person because of it? Or do I find myself angry or scared yeah. or judgmental or whatever? You know what I yeah. mean? It's kind of like what's the effect uh, that these things that I'm taking in and, and how much of it is just not true right? Mm-hmm. culturally. So it's, we, have to be, we have to be wise. You know, Scripture says it's on us to not be deceived. And so yeah. what are we doing to kind of protect our hearts against that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's so true. Like more than... Um, any other time I think that this generation just consumes a lot of media and I like what you said about how um, the man who did like the study with the geese came to discover that they attach themselves to the voice that they recognize the most Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think it's important that we make that voice the voice of Christ and that we're um, filling ourselves with his truths and that's a really intentional process and yeah. so i think that was just a good reminder for high school students thank you cool. yeah absolutely and if people want to um, reach out to you uh, get connected with you how could they do so sure uh, you can always email me i'm um, a computer most most hours of the day dusty at the shoreline.org uh yeah thoughts questions stuff that people are going through i want to help thank you, you know high schoolers process that because like i said 
it's hard. It's hard mm-hmm. to discern some of the things that aren't true, or some of the ones that are so deep inside of us we don't even realize that right. we're living out something that's not that's not true. Yeah. Thank you so much Absolutely. for bringing us just the word of God today. My joy. This episode has been a production of the Capistrano Valley Christian Schools Podcast Network. Capistrano Valley Christian Schools is a Christian JK through 12 school in San Juan Capistrano, California. Be sure to check out, subscribe to, and leave a review of this show and the other shows on our network on your podcast player of choice. Doing so supports the school community in a multitude of ways. For more information about the CVCS Podcast Network or any of our other shows, check out cvcs.org or email podcasts at cvcs.org. On behalf of the whole network, this is Mr. Jasper saying thank you again for listening and stay tuned for more.